Hey, it's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. We hope the Ringer can provide you entertainment and companionship during this time. So as always, feel free to check out theringer.com, where we're still covering the latest in sports, pop culture, tech, and media. And the Ringer's YouTube channel can provide endless amounts of entertainment. You can find that at youtube.com slash the ringer. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. And I'm Amelia Wadmeyer. And just like last week and the last couple weeks, we are still in our uh, homes recording this. So we're not together in the studio, but it'll be a little bit different this week. I am starting with Amelia because I cannot wait. We have things to talk about, um, which she'll say later. And then Kate will join for the end. And then all three of us will be reunited at last for the unanswerable questions. Love that. Okay, so today we're talking about... Tiger King. Yeah, I can't wait. I had to pull you in the first half. <laughs> I have to talk about it. It's crazy. Um, we're also talking about Kardashian fights mm-hmm. and Ariana Grande's new boyfriend. And every time you hear the bell, we have to change topics. So now let's spill the tea. Yes, you killed that. <laughs> Kate, who? Well done. Well done. Okay. <laughs> All right. So first category, because me and you have the reins, Tea Time is checking in with the Kardashians because we can, because it's just me and you. And because season 18 is coming out today, they've moved from Sundays to Thursdays, new episodes. Wow. Um, And we got a trailer of what's to come this season. And a couple (laughs) things have stood out. So we're checking in with the Kardashians as a whole. The first will be this new Kardashian season 18 trailer. So Amelia, my main problem with it (laughs) and why I'm scared is that normally in these trailers, they have like, you know, at least like three or four different main plot points. They got a big Kanye moment. They have like a big other drama. They have Tristan. The only big plot point they said was that Kim and Courtney got in a fist fight. Sorry. I'm Why sorry. Is that the only thing that happened all season. <laughs> I don't know. But it's like a physical fight. Cause you dropped this, you dropped a clip of it into yeah. our tea time slack. And we were talking about something totally different, but you were like, you don't understand. And I was like, holy shit. No one was clicking it to this link and I needed everyone to. I'm not talking about like a little nails going across <laughs> an arm. Fucking Courtney clocks her like roundhouse <laughs> arm. I don't know the moves, but you know what I'm talking about. It was physical. And I think later I saw an Instagram like she drew blood. Like it got yes. really, really physical. So what are they fighting about? I don't know. Does Courtney want out of keeping up the Kardashians this bad? I honestly, maybe. They've had fights in the past where Kim is like, I built your career and, yeah. you know, all that. Like, uh, Kim, there's people that are dying and all yeah, that stuff. I but know. This- it goes way back. Last season, particularly, Courtney was like, I want to be done filming, which I totally <laughs> respect. But, like, then go be done. You know what <laughs> yes. I mean? Like, Don't get into a fist fight with your sister. Yeah. Chris said that she just, like, waved a bit of money around Courtney and then she's back to filming <laughs> season 18. And for the record, they're now filming season 19. So there's no end in sight. There's Rob is still no not end. in it. Um, there's some Chloe Tristan drama, I think, like later on I read. But yeah, not a lot going on this season. We may have to just watch clips. I think so. And I just, it was so shocking the amount of violence, like 
Kim yeah. Roundhouse kicks Courtney. Not to be mean, but like Courtney, I think is like 38 years old. Like if yeah. I hit my sister who's about the same age difference, when I'm 38, <laughs> I will be a disappointment to myself and everyone I know. Like that is not how you deal with things. I can't believe the Zen one. Like that's when you know it's a bad fight. She's like meditates seven times a day and still has the <laughs> anger. To clog her own blood. <laughs> you think that she'd be busy with poosh.com. But. <laughs> Focus on poosh. That website's really not doing too well in this quarantine. <laughs> Haven't gotten a lot of good content. I know. Them. And then she makes a comment about Kim's big fat ass. <laughs> she goes, I don't want to be around your fat ass. <laughs> oh my God. This, that was just icing on the cake. It really was. So I don't know. We'll be checking periodically in and out, yeah. right, with the season, depending on what happens. Exactly. Okay, next thing, Kardashian related. <sighs> okay, so the Kardashians, they're combating coronavirus. And Kim recently asked on Instagram, she had a photo of her and her family. It looked like they were in their, like, movie theater at home or something. Yeah. She was like, what is everything everyone doing to keep your kids entertained? As a family, we are social distancing, but need some fun ideas of what to do. Any suggestions help? Okay, I have a couple questions with this. Go though. ahead. Okay, one, aren't you rich? Like, you can literally <laughs> do whatever. You can hire, like, I don't I don't know. You can buy stuff on Amazon. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's still up and running. Like, <laughs> I, you don't really need to ask us plebeians for help. I don't know. That's right. my personal thought. And then I don't know, maybe you can literally Google activities for children. Right. Kim Kardashian gets what? 10,000 comments per <laughs> post that she does. In what world is she going to sift through all the like, <laughs> like back, like back, like don't click this if you don't want to masturbate. Have you seen those <laughs> things? Like we know what people comment on celebrities posts and they're not constructive. I don't know what she's doing. Like, what did she think was going to happen? Someone was going to be like, I hear Sudoku is good for groups. (laughs) No. (laughs) And it's like her kids are all under the age of 10. So it's like, this is not helpful. Some is, I believe, under one. (laughs) All you have to do is put them in a cradle and just like rattle some keys around. (laughs) Exactly. I just, I don't know if this is her trying to connect with everyone else or something. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's good she dropped the social distancing thing. We have to true. give her some credit. Good that they're That's publicizing true. the fact that they're staying home. But yeah, maybe just a quick Google search would be more constructive. <laughs> exactly. And on the subject of social distancing, Kylie, who is impressing me more and more every day, which I, maybe this I'm going to— scary. Re- I know. Maybe I'm going to regret saying that, but she was urging millennials to stay at home on her Snapchat. Uh, mm-hmm. And she also donated a million dollars for masks and other protective gear Yeah, for combating the coronavirus. And I was like, wow, who else has stepped up like that? Oprah? Like Jennifer Aniston? Come on. It's true. Also, it's good because she's talking to all young people. And that's the people that need to stay the F home that aren't. So, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. We can give them that. Wow. And then also, we just have one little other bit of Kardashian news. This week, you know, Mason, who is Courtney's son, he is 10 years old. All these headlines came out that was like, Mason spills the tea on the (laughs) Kardashians on Instagram Live. And I was like, isn't that a kid? Like, what? Like, is he capable of spilling tea? And also tea time, I was like, this is prime content for me. Um, I guess Mason created an Instagram without Scott and Courtney knowing. Because he's 10. I think you have to be like 13 maybe to join. Either way, 10 is too young, especially someone who's in the public eye. But he went on Instagram Live, which is the riskiest 
like platform of all to dabble with, like as your first time on social media and said that Kylie and Travis Scott are not together. He's like debunking rumors <laughs> on Instagram live as if he's like an E! News correspondent. <laughs> he probably is. Ryan Seacrest is Chris like- Chris Planted is going straight to the source now and is like, I'm cutting out E! News out of the equation. I'm going to go right to the my grandchildren. Man. Exactly. So anyway, this poor kid, I guess it, his Instagram lived for like a day. Courtney made him deactivate his account. She was like, he's way too young. Also, it's way too much of a risk to have him Seriously. But it's kind of ushering a new era in where like Mason it lives <gasps> in a world where he's aware of like headlines about you oh know, my his God. aunt and like his cousins who are stormy and like all that. It's very bizarre. That is really weird. That's he's so oldest, weird. So they have a lot of time, but still, if Mason's on Instagram Live, you know, Penelope is like right behind him. She, yeah, she is. Um, She's probably filming him. No. Um, we're sorry. moving on, but you have one other thing you wanted to check in with, and I yes. heartily agree. Really quick. Okay, so there were photos posted online of Peter, the evil bachelor who sucks, <laughs> and Kelly. <laughs> the attorney. Give the attorney. <laughs> What? Yeah, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, What the fuck is going on? You guys, I know that Julia <laughs> talked about this on Bachelor. She's been on her Instagram talking about it. Yeah. This is not social distancing. Who <laughs> knew that of all the people in the public eye, quote unquote, not like Bachelor Nation's really like all that A-list, but the, pe- the group of people that would be the worst about this is the entire group of them. <laughs> They are the worst at this. this oh, well, my God. We'll talk about this later in relationship news. But, like, now is not the time to start <laughs> dating around and trying things. Now's the time to stay home. I don't get it. Anyway, yeah, Peter and Kelly are, like, definitely maybe together. Uh, this It's just wild. I just don't get it. I don't get it. So are the you rumors were true. Are you for no, or against this? I want him to be, like, I want him to die alone. He doesn't deserve anyone. He's the worst. Okay, we're ending on that note. Okay. <laughs> okay. Next category. This week in social media, uh, the first part is pretty much quarantine related because you cannot go on Instagram without a new trend hitting you in the face or being yeah. tagged in something like that. So, Amelia, what is your favorite quarantine challenge that you've seen? You got the 10 push ups, <laughs> my least favorite. You got see a pup, send a pup, which I believe you participated in, right? Did I? I don't I know. Don't- I've seen too many of them. It's where you take a picture of your dog and then you tag other people. It's like, show me your dog. It's like, oh, I I guess I kind of did. I saw vinyasa challenge where you just do like yoga for 10 seconds, tag people. Mm. I've seen you take a, you like draw an orange or a sloth or like a little lemon or or a snowball, whatever. And then you tag other people and you kind of keep attaching it to your story and you get like 10 different kind of shitty versions of oranges. Some are good, I will say. (laughs) I have not been tagged in that one yet, thank God. And then I saw throw a lemon at your shadow. (laughs) Have you seen that? No. And then people who think they can do TikTok dances. Which is your favorite? Well, I mean, I guess, I don't know. I kind of like the TikTok. I mean, I don't like the TikTok dances, but I did see one recently of LeBron and his entire family and it was really cute. I have a secret to tell you and therefore all 15 of our listeners. (laughs) I learned a TikTok dance with my boyfriend (gasps) while in quarantine. It was Hard. Oh my God. I have some footage. Maybe I'll show you in person so you can't like scream at it or anything. (laughs) But these are really difficult and we did a pretty easy one. So I can't (laughs) imagine the amount of sweat that is going into the world trying to learn some of these more difficult challenges. I think the most harmless one that I would perhaps participate in is the draw an orange one because it's pretty cute. It's like, I don't know. I would spend way too much time on trying to perfect it. They all look 
kind of weird, but I think that's harmless. I would never do 10 pushups on Instagram. I'm not, oh, I'm not my fit God. No, are you kidding? I can't even do one push-up on Instagram. I think I tried, like, just in case someone did it. And I think I could get, like, three, maybe. And I think I was on my knees. <laughs> That's good. So it's not. It's <laughs> really not. But, yeah, everyone is just, you know, tagging different— I saw also people— You post, like, a childhood photo of you. Lots um, of people doing lots of things on Instagram. Okay. And probably this will continue. People will only get more creative as time goes on. Th- that is definitely true. So if you have any ideas, shoot us a— tweet or DM us. Oh, that's true. Yeah, start the trend and you can tag us all on Instagram. Exactly. At Tea okay. Time Pod, I think. Yes. yes. Sorry. Uh, okay. Next one. In other quarantine news, Sophie Turner, she, you know, she's a Tea Time favorite and she was calling out people like Evangeline Lilly, who's an idiot, who was like, <laughs> I don't believe in this. This is just a really bad flu. And she went on Instagram Live and she was like, stay inside. Don't be fucking stupid. Even if you count your freedom over, I don't know. What is it? Your health. And, mm-hmm. you know, she did the signature. Nice yes. Mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Thank you. That's the tea. And Joe Jonas made a little appearance. It was, I just, you know what? I continue to stand this woman. Agreed. We. I just watched, spent like a good chunk of my afternoon watching her basically <laughs> craft a three-ingredient cocktail for Joe Jonas. <laughs> and by cocktail, I mean she poured tequila in a cup and then added an orange slice and a lime slice. But I watched it <laughs> because she's charming as fuck. And I'm looking is. for a pregnancy bump. So I'm always, oh my, my God, right. on tea time. Seriously. Um, God okay. damn. Next one. I just want to say that I, real quick, I hate PETA. They're the worst. I'm sorry. Amelia. Like, <laughs> no, I mean, okay. So I get, I'm all for animal rights, but yes. they take it too far. You can Google PETA bad. I'm serious. Do it. <laughs> They're not good. They're more harmful than helpful, honestly. Okay. But anyway, they had a tweet and it was, is it Hashtag vegan to go fishing. Is it ethical to catch bugs? Is Tom Nuke exploiting you? Hashtag animal crossing new horizons. So they made a a vegan guide to animal crossing, the new animal crossing, which Mm -hmm. is just like, why? Can you tell me what animal crossing is? Because I have multiple friends who tried to talk to me about this. So it's, I've played it on mobile, but I guess it's better on like an actual game console. And Mm -hmm. it's basically these little animals and you catch like fish and bugs and you plant little trees and take all the fruits from there and you exchange for like items and you can build stuff and invite little animal friends over to your little campground. And it's really cute. Yeah, it's really cute and fun. And it's obviously like these are anthropomorphic animals and (laughs) like you're a little human and it's just a dumb like friend building game. Way to pass the time, yeah. Exactly. So it's the thing is, is like, it's not, you don't need to worry about it being vegan or not. It's literally a pixelated game. Yeah, PETA, I feel like, should maybe think about other things right now instead of, like, let the people have this. This is, like, one of our seven joys we have in the world today. Exactly. So just let us all have Animal Crossing. It's just, I'm just like, okay, we get it. You like attention. We understand. <laughs> Thank you, PETA. Oh, okay. my God. Next okay, one. sorry. Last one. Um, So, Mia Farrow, iconic actress, she put up a video of Ronan, her son, Ronan Farrow, mm-hmm. uh, iconic journalist, uh, singing a song from when he was a teenager. And he has a really good voice because, I don't know, maybe he's Frank Sinatra's son. We don't know. We don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and someone 
commented back and was like, seriously, Mia, what can he not do? Because obviously he's so talented. Uh And then she commented back to this guy, he can't drive. So she totally (laughs) dragged her son, Ronan Farrow. Oh my God. (laughs) This man is incredibly intelligent, more intelligent than we'll ever be, has done amazing like journalistic work. And his mom is still the one who's like, he has this one fault. Of course. Of course. It was so funny. He can't drive. Uh, No punctuation or anything. I know. It was amazing. I'm kind of surprised she knows like how to be that savvy with it. You know what I mean? (laughs) She's not young. And she's like, yeah, commenting on Instagram. Wow. Totally. Okay. Moving on. We have to get to this category. We have to give it enough time. I'm like sweating thinking about this. Okay. Me and you were the only ones brave enough in the Tea Time Squad to watch the new Netflix show Tiger King. And this next category is we're going to review it. We're going to we're going to question a lot of things, question our sanity. Lastly, yeah. Um, Let's dive in. It needs no more introduction. (laughs) It really doesn't. Tiger King. I don't know. You guys are probably on social media these days, like everybody is. Everyone is talking about the show so much so that I didn't even mm-hmm. know it was a Netflix show for a while. I just, I thought it was like a weird internet trend I didn't know about <laughs> because that many people are on Twitter and Instagram talking about Joe Exotic. Maybe you've seen that. Uh, <laughs> Carol, maybe you've seen like Carol. her name pop up on Twitter. So this is a Netflix documentary. Seven episodes are all like 45 minutes each. Mm-hmm. Set in Oklahoma. It's basically centers around a big cat zoo. So like lions, tigers, all that. Right. And then it centers around its uh, flamboyant owner whose name is Joe Exotic. <laughs> That is an understatement, yeah. Yeah, it follows Joe Exotic and then all these other big cat farm owners like Carol Baskin. We got Doc Antle. You have a former cocaine drug lord who I don't even remember (laughs) the name because it's not important. I know. He was literally one of the basis for Tony Montana of Scarface. So the plot lines go all over the place. There's right. murder multiple times in multiple <laughs> different ways. There's like cover up. There's polygamy. There's like a man I'm pretty sure running a cult with like young women. <laughs> Extortion, arson. There's country music. There's maulings. There's politics like on a local scale. There's what? meth. There's a lot of meth. <laughs> what doesn't this show really cover? I feel like this is Mad Libs. This, it's literally Mad Libs. It's Anything you could ever want, like from a crazy docu-series, you have it. I know that you are a big true crime person. I am a little bit tired of the genre because I've watched so many. So I was kind of apprehensive to tune in. The first episode, I pretty much put one eye on it, one eye on like (laughs) other work. But it dragged me in like it does because this is different. This is not your average Netflix documentary series. This is batshit crazy. It's wild. Every aspect (laughs) is on steroids. Like, what would be one big plot point through an entire series is just a throwaway line in this. It's absolutely bizarre. I, I, it's literally, I can't even begin. I would not want to be the person recapping this series. Right. Jason Concepcion said it really well on Twitter. He was like, there's no, there's no spoilers that will be here because you can't spoil it because there it's too much. There's you can't possibly yeah. spoil something that has a thousand different things going on in each episode. It's true because we are having a hard time even recapping it. It's just insane. It's insane. You feel like you're on drugs watching this honestly. because the people themselves are all crazy in their own ways. So I know you have the question of like, 
there's there's a big feud between Joe Exotic and Carol right. Baskin. We'll just set that there. Right. I would say that the main thread through this entire series is this feud between Joe Exotic and mm-hmm. Carol Baskin. And then they pull in other people to each and every side. Yes. And it's just insane. But the thing is, is no one on this series is likable. And no one is not evil, which is the weirdest <laughs> thing. There is no singular good person in this series. I guess you could say, so Joe Exotic has two husbands. Right. One of the husbands had a really difficult life and actually ended up committing suicide like in front of someone else on the farm. Again, not a spoiler because it was a throw away just right. a piece of info that we got in the middle of an episode. Yeah. I would say perhaps the people associated with the farms, the volunteers who get $100 a week to work on these farms are perhaps good and just the animal yes. loving people. The rest are crazy. Yes. You know what? I wrote down for the people that I actually like were the the Kelsey who Saf who got her arm Bit off by a tiger? You guys, this poor woman who works with Joe Exotic, she got mauled by a tiger. Five days mm-hmm. later, she's back to work. because She's like, it's just another day. <laughs> just got to so get back gross. to it. Back to the grind. I can barely wake up in the morning. <laughs> and I have all four freaking limbs that I just type on a keyboard all day. Oh I can barely drag my ass out of bed. I know. It's insane. <laughs> it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And then the, the guy with no legs, John. Yeah. With the, like he got into an accident and so now he has like a zip lining cl- accident <laughs> he's like you might think that I was also in a tiger accident but nope it was, it was a zip line nope. it was zip lining and now he has like really cool legs with like killer clowns on them but yeah. um, see that's that's another just like one little tidbit that on, in any other series it would be like whoa 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 what yeah. you but guys, this is just throwaway an ancillary character is this guy named Doc Antle who pretty oh. much plucks women for his entire life who are like 17 18 years old yeah. who love animals and want to basically work with like tiger cubs and lion cubs makes them work and live on his farm. He owns a different big cat farm than Joe Exotic and the other people we're talking about. And they work like 15 hour days, no Christmas, no breaks. Yeah. They barely eat. He paid for a boob job of one of his volunteers and they yes. stay for their whole careers. He renames them like weird kind of mystical, sexy names. It's disgusting. Yes. And he has a sexual relationship with all of them. Yeah, it's entire, strongly like, encouraged. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. And like, that's not even focused on. I know. It's like half of one episode. It's insane. And it's just really sad because like, even the side that wants to set free and not cage these animals, like Carol and her Mm -hmm. husband, it's like, they still cage the animals. So it's like, what is going on? And it's just, and then there's like a whole metaphor, like you were saying with the people that like, uh, Joe Exotic and Doc Antle kind of end up abusing. They yeah. lure in these young, vulnerable people yeah. and or people hard on their luck, you know, who exactly drug trying to stay away from like you know the law and all that stuff. Right, and then they totally abuse them, and yeah. and it's kind of like juxtaposed with the whole tiger thing. You know, they're doing the same thing to the tigers. Yeah. Just so this was your question. I'm going to ask it to you first. Yeah. I'm curious about your answer. Are you more Team Joe Exotic or Team Carol Baskin? Oh my God. Like literally I have, I don't even, I, I guess Carol, but me too. Yeah. Yeah. Just because like, uh, I mean, but you guys, she's not innocent. She, it's very strongly portrayed that she perhaps killed her husband and fed just, him to the cats on her insane. farm. And that's why there is no evidence of him anywhere. He literally disappeared off the face of the earth. 
And she's just like, I don't know. He said he was going to Costa Rica. And you're like, Carol? Like, you know something. <laughs> so that's like, uh, yeah. So apparently she's maybe perhaps allegedly, like mysteriously a murderer. And I'm still, <laughs> I'm still team Carol. I know, which is insane. And she's also, she's an annoying cat lady. She's yeah. like a cat lady to the nth degree. She starts these uh, like Facebook videos where she's like, hey, all you cool cats and kittens. She and that has become a meme. cat print. Oh Exclusively, her closet is stuffed to the gill with various different cat print. <laughs> yeah, she's extremely bizarre. Did you know that Kate McKinnon is set to play Carol Baskin soon? Like, this has been in production for an entire or development for an entire year. Okay, I saw your note and I was like, what? Yeah, this isn't new news. I guess people have known about these people for a while and this story has kind of been circulating. Sure. So, Kate McKinnon's been attached to play this crazy woman <laughs> for over a year. And now, of course, with all the statements picking up, I'm sure it's going to happen. But it's a yeah. great casting. I love that. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing. She'll and be Dak, she'll be and great. Dak Shepard is gunning to play Joe Exotic, which is Shut also freaking <laughs> oh amazing. God. Amazing. That's okay. so good. Should we touch on his Joe Exotic's music career? I feel like that's a thing we haven't yes. brought up yet. <laughs> I think that we definitely should. So he has. I I don't even know who this music is for. I think it's for himself. But yeah. there are such songs as I Saw a Tiger hmm. and Hear Kitty Kitty, which is the song about Carol, where he wants to, like, kill her and yep. stuff. And several people who shall remain nameless have said in Slack that, you know, they think the Carol song definitely slaps. So there's that. So you should Google <laughs> that. Um, but it's pretty much just him making these music videos with these animals in the background just mm -hmm. like and then feeding uh, meat to the animals and it's very elaborate and the music is actually really catchy it is unfortunately <laughs> and he has a really I thought he had a really good voice and I was like oh my god but it turns out that's not him singing I flipping no and you know what was the real giveaway was he sang at his one of his husband's funerals oh my god and he played a recording but with the music over it, and he was on the mic singing quote unquote but it was really low and he had the vocals playing really loud above it which is how you know you know yes. he doesn't have the gift really you're so he doesn't the one thing he doesn't have the gift of music Amelia what is the weirdest aspect of the show the music video is certainly a contender because they happen at these random times of place yes. for like two full minutes in the show. They give him a lot of airtime. Do you think it's that? Do you think it's all of the different people who died, whether by murder or suicide, or they disappear? Do you think it's the cult that basically these farms, like not to be, but to cultivate, like yeah, yeah. become <laughs> these like weird cultish families? Do you think it's that Joe Exotic's eyebrow earring is hanging <laughs> on by a fucking thread and it's not even on his eyebrow it's a heavy hoop that's I believe right above his eyelid we all know when you're past a certain age things start to droop this heavy hoop earring is holding on for dear life like in the middle in between his eyelid and his eyebrow bone it's for wild. no reason I don't understand and every time he blinks it kind of moves a little I, that cannot be comfortable I don't think I, I know. Couldn't, I, I couldn't I, stop staring at the eyebrow ring. Yes. And he has the ears too, which are droopy as well. And you just got to think one of these days, a tiger is going to catch onto it and rip it off. But he's oh in God. prison. So actually, never mind. 
I know. And also, that's another thing. Is a, a couple of times in the series, it's very quick, but the Tigers definitely kind of fight back a little bit. Like, yeah. one time, Joe Exotic had to start firing a gun because he was being approached by, like, three different animals yes. in the cage. And that's the scariest part of all, which I thought the show was going to be a bit more about, and it's absolutely not, is just, like, humans keeping these animals that shouldn't totally can't be contained. Because there was a couple instances where they, like— got by kind of by the grace of God out of these cages. Totally. And well, and we saw the tiger attack on Kelsey. And I I definitely thought it was going to be more about the animal. Like, yeah. hey, people shouldn't have these dangerous wild animals that yeah. should be like in the Sahara or whatever. Yeah. I, it's wild. Okay. Any final thoughts? Okay. A couple more. Just like really quick. The biggest revelations... What did you think? I had a few. The pizza meat? Yeah, what are you talking about? I can't remember what that is. So they had, uh, they were like, how do you feed the lions and tigers? And they were like, well, we take all the expired meat from like Walmart. Oh, yeah. And then in one of the later episodes, they revealed that they sold pizza at the park Mm -hmm. to customers and they used the expired (gasps) meat. No. <laughs> yes. So oh if you've God. ever been, you are eating expired pizza meat. It, it's like not even, it's not even like pepperoni. It's like weird, <laughs> like chicken thigh that expired from the Walmart truck. Yeah. Oh, ex- yeah. Seriously. My God. It's so Ew, that I was. I definitely didn't remember that. Okay. That's a good one. That was shocking. And then I guess this is more up. Your last question, too. The accidental death I thought was really sad and crazy. Which was uh, the accident? I'm missing. Which one oh, was the accidental? Oh, the, well, I guess you could count it as a suicide. The, his husband. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. That was thrown in so willy-nilly. I couldn't believe it. Oh, my it. God. And they showed the video of the, he yeah. was under the video camera when it happened, but you saw the face of the guy watching it happen, which yeah. is insane. Yeah. And then I guess just, what was really shocking to me was I thought there would be one likable person, like one likable main character yeah. or, you know, like you said, ancillary character. There really wasn't. Everyone was kind of bad. I mean, some yeah. were trying their best. So I should uh, like a lot of the workers, I True. think, who volunteer yes. on the farm and get paid absolutely nothing when they really should get paid quite, quite well. But yeah, and I I guess the most shocking thing to me was that this entire universe has existed, not only like just in the United States, but just kind of like in our culture for so long. And I had no effing idea. The fact that this took place in Oklahoma and there's this big cat ring with feuding people and murder and they're all kind of like in the boondocks on these like 40 acre properties. It's just absolutely wild that all of this existed. And I had no idea about any of it. I couldn't have said it better myself. So you guys, if you want just absolute whirlwind, you should tune in to Tiger King. This is Please. our tea time endorsement. <laughs> okay, Amelia, couldn't have done it without you. Love you so much. Wish you could have been in person for the Tiger King discussion, but I think we did okay under the circumstances. <laughs> Next, I'm bringing in Kate, but Amelia, I will talk to you at the end for unanswerable questions. Sounds good. I'll see you then. This episode of Tea Time is brought to you by Third Love. Designed with measurements from millions of women, Third Love's bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but know that the only one that matters is yours. You know, these days we're all kind of sitting around our houses, a lot of lounge wear, and you know, you want a sports bra some days, but you also want something that like actually is supportive. 
fits you. It doesn't make you feel like a slob. Um, so I've been wearing my Third Love bra a lot these days because it has really flexible underwire. It's really comfortable. It fits really well. But, you know, it's not uncomfortable. You don't want to be wearing like a really uncomfortable bra while you're hanging out on the couch at home. And this is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight memory foam cups to mold to your shape. Plus, returns and exchanges are free and easy. In fact, thanks to Third Love's perfect fit promise, every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, return it and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash tea time now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash tea time for 15% off today. Okay, and for the second half of the pod, I'm bringing in my dear, sweet Catherine, who I miss so much. Hello, Kate. You're going to make people think that my name is actually Catherine. Only you are allowed to call me that. It is. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, <laughs> we are covering the category Tea Time's Biggest Relationship News Ever. And I'm starting, and it has to <laughs> it has to deal with quarantine in general because that the only relationship news that's really happening is like, People are quarantining together, which means that they're dating, mm-hmm. or people have like stepped out together, which means that they've exchanged some kind of germs, which means that they're okay going out together. You know, like it's, Anna to it's honestly a very rich text examining these relationships right now. It <laughs> is. And the only thing, because not a lot of paparazzi are out and about, not a lot of people are out in the streets. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of Instagram stories like discovering yes. right now. Okay. So first up is I think Halsey has broken up with Evan Peters or vice versa. Because again, Instagram stories and the quarantine, she posted on her Instagram stories, my first crack at making a Sunday dinner, hashtag Yorkshire certified. And her ex-boyfriend, Youngblood, who everyone believes she's quarantining with, is British. And he reposted this image and said, like, can confirm. And she's deleted a lot of Evan off of her Instagram. Just the mark of death. Yeah, and they're holing up together, which means that they're... I mean, when you quarantine with someone, that essentially yeah. means you're you're dedicated to spending a lot of time under one roof. Yeah, you know? that's a commitment. I'm sad about yeah. this. I liked them together. I did too. But I believe Emma Roberts is still with Garrett Hedlund. So at least there's half of that <laughs> is still intact. We're winning on that front. But this is a trying time for couples. A lot of time indoors can perhaps <laughs> make or break. And then mysteriously, Ariana Grande has managed to date someone new amidst these crazy times. Big news. She is dating a real estate agent named Dalton Gomez. They've been quarantining together once again. The evidence is only from Instagram stories. Of course, her her fans are like finding a bit of his elbow tattoo and <laughs> matched it with the elbow tattoo of Dalton Gomez, pieced it all together. This guy is not your average real estate agent. <laughs> um, to say the least, he works at Aaron Kirkman Group, which if you go on their website, which you can find if you just a quick Google, the properties that he or his company represents are, I didn't even know houses like this existed. They're listed for like $110 million, $49 million. There's 20 bathrooms in this one place on St. Pierre Road. This is not like a commercial real estate man or like I have this listing on a, a city block. Obviously, this is a highfalutin guy. We don't know much about him. I couldn't find his age anywhere. Uh, He looks young, though. Yeah. Do you think he sold her a house? Oh, my God. 
Perhaps. He also used to be a dancer for some reason. Wow, so what a I career like, trajectory for <laughs> Dalton Gomez. So I think they run, a, like, you know, according to a source, whatever, they have run in the same circles. Like, he in 2017, he came up on Miley's Instagram story. Hmm. So, like, he's a highfalutin man. You're probably right, though. I bet the reason why he knows some of these people is because he helps them buy properties. It's a great call. Um, next also can't believe new relationships are sprouting up, but they are. Demi Lovato is dating the young and the rest of star Max Eric, uh, Max Eric. Um, again, Instagram stories are snuggling together. He posted on his own grid and said, when you realize you should have packed more for your quarantine stay, dot, dot, dot. Demi Lovato comments, fine by me. Oh, like, what does that mean? (laughs) You know, like he's shirtless in the photo. I guess I should have explained that. Got it. (laughs) But yeah, these people, it's like a crash course kind of in dating because you're under It's a real commitment to be like, let's weather this global pandemic together. And I guess it's, I mean, quarantining together in a celebrity's home is different than quarantining in our like, you know, one bedroom places. But it still is a huge commitment. I'm kind of shocked. I give a lot of props to Demi and Ariana and all the other people that are like testing these waters together. Yeah. Another couple testing the waters. Nina Dobrev was spotted out in Malibu riding bikes with Sean White, the flying tomato of Olympian fame. And it was funny. The source was like, they weren't that close together. They could be social distancing. (laughs) I was like, okay, just because they're riding bikes side by side and they're not riding a tandem bicycle doesn't mean they're social distancing. So they seem to be relatively close. He was holding her dog, um, which, Mm. you know, dogs can carry coronavirus even if they can't catch it. So Mm. it seems like they also are at least either ignoring social distancing or quarantining together. Um, I actually don't hate this relationship. They say that they're not officially dating. They were like, that's normal for Nina to not have a label on it, which I was like, that's kind of shady. But I'm kind of into it. Why not? You know, Nina Dubrev is one of those people I wish I could forget and she just pops up like once a fiscal quarter and we have to talk about her. And I'm like, I don't know why she's back, but like, you know, she had a good Halloween costume. Okay. got to talk about it. She had like, no, she's dating Sean Waite of all people. I just, I wish I could forget, but I can't. I, she's like, takes up space in my brain. I'm kind of sad. Yeah. Damn. (laughs) All right. Also in relationship news this week and last week, two different people put out musical albums. Dua Lipa's album, Future Nostalgia is out today, Friday, And it's great, by the way. I love Dua Lipa. She's carrying pop music on her back. Um, Mm -hmm. But I wanted to bring up one of her songs, which is called Good in Bed, because I refuse to believe it's about Anwar Hadid. (laughs) (laughs) Also, it just doesn't make sense with the recording schedule. I can't exactly remember the timeline. Doesn't feel like they've been together long enough. I agree. It has to be about her ex-boyfriend, Isaac Carew. Um, Mm -hmm. But when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, it might be about it. Because they've been together for a while. Not that long, but a while. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Anwar, like, I literally cannot believe that the song is about him. I'm not going to go into the lyrics because my mom was listening to Tea Time right next to me the other day in the other room. And I had to listen to her listen to me talking about things. And so now I have to keep it really G-rated for the time that I'm home. Kate, I hate to bring this up to you, but don't you think if she was dating someone really happy, like, she wouldn't release a song, especially with this title and those lyrics, that wasn't about her current boyfriend? She's not going to release Good in Bed about an ex when she— Right? That would be kind of a— I, I, I it's hard to say. I would yeah. think so, but it's like a little shady. So I think it is about next, but it's hard to say. But speaking of albums about the Hadids, I thought this was really funny. The Weeknd released a new album last week and Bella Hadid was trending on Twitter like worldwide because of the extent that the album was like very clearly all about her. Oh, really? Um, 
And literally, I was like, Bella Hadid is trending. Either she has coronavirus or she was on The Masked Singer. Like, which one is yeah. it? Yeah. It turned out that the, just the entire album was about her. And then people were fighting on Twitter because Selena Gomez fans were like, no, like, parts of it are about Selena. Like, obviously, he loves her still. Mm. And they were just overwhelmingly overcome with people being like, no, literally, it's about Bella Hadid and how obsessed is he is with her. Is it good stuff? Mostly. Oh, okay. I think okay. it's, like, extremely sexual, which was part <laughs> of it. But yeah, just congrats to the Hadids. Just inspiring albums left and right. Um, I don't know how they do it. And The weekend, one of his songs is a big TikTok dance challenge, which I told Amelia Mm. earlier. Thank God you are not on the mic. But I did uh, (laughs) memorize and learn and record a TikTok dance to this weekend song. You did? Yeah, me and my boyfriend did it. And I like to send that to you. Well, I'll send it to you in a Snapchat so you can't actually record it or anything or save it. Okay, I'm going to text your boyfriend instead. (laughs) So good for the weekend. Okay, next category is not worth the tea. Kate, start us off. Oh, there's not worth the tea and then there's not worth the coffee. Um, This week, a viral TikTok coffee has taken over the internet, as they say. And I had to try it out because, you know, I love coffee. And I hate, Ooh, you did. I hate making an effort for anything, but I figured I would do it um, yeah. because the whole point of this is that it's it's like takes a long time to make. It doesn't take that long, but it's kind of a hassle. And obviously people have a lot of time on their hands, which is why it's yeah. been trending. So it's called Dalgona coffee. Um, it has various other names, but it's this very fluffy kind of coffee that you put on top of milk. Uh-huh. So I was like, this looks great. Love coffee. I'll try it out. I tried it out the first time. You take instant coffee, sugar, and hot water and mix it all together. And I tried to do it with a spoon the first time, which was my mistake. I was mm. incorrectly told that it was possible to mix it all together with a spoon. I did it for like five minutes. I literally was like, I my biceps are going to be sore for days and my coffee is still liquid. So I went on Twitter. I was like, this is a scam. People were like, no, you did it wrong. You need a mixer. So I used Mm -hmm. a hand mixer. I've done it twice now since. And it actually works great. It makes this very fluffy coffee. It looks, you can look it up. It looks very aesthetically pleasing, which I'm sure is part of it. Um, It's like this fluffy coffee stuff that goes on top of milk. My thing is, it's not that realistic to actually drink because the coffee fluff just does not mix into milk. Oh, okay. So it's like two very different textures. So like either you're getting a mouthful of strong coffee fluff or you're getting a mouthful of milk, but like it doesn't really mix together. So um, if you've tried the TikTok coffee and you figured out how to mix it together, let me know. Yeah, Um, I I had no idea about this. The coffee looked absolutely amazing. It's honestly, it's worth doing it just once just for fun because it is fun to like see it all fluff up and like spoon it on top of the milk. But just not that realistic to drink, if you ask me. Yeah. Plus, it's just like a lot of caffeine. <laughs> you have to use two two teaspoons of instant coffee, which is like mm. four cups of coffee. Um, oh, really? Oh, it's Jesus. a lot. So oh, okay. if I seem hyper right now, that's why. <laughs> but yeah, try it out. You know, let okay. me know what you think. Also trending on social media this week. I know you guys already did the social media category, but this is not worth the tea. Um, I have not known until today that you can change your background on Zoom. We've been Zooming for ringer meetings for like literally the whole time I've been here. We Zoom every day. Uh-huh. Um, and I've been doing this for two and a half years. And I did not know that you could change your background to any video or any picture. And now that everyone in the world is Zooming to talk to each other and hang out with each other, including literally like my grandparents, you can change it to a picture. You can change it to a YouTube video. Brands and like TV shows or like Netflix tweeted out like backgrounds from like their shows that you could put behind you. Somebody made drag race backgrounds. So you could look like you were a contestant in drag race. And some people have also taken pictures of themselves or videos of themselves paying attention and then like moved out of the frame so that it looks like they're like nodding along and then they just like looped it in a meeting. 
So I just want to know why I didn't know about this earlier because I could have been using it for years and years in Ringer meetings. Yeah. Zoom and Google Hangouts, I have like a healthy amount of respect and um, I, I I like to keep a distance because I am so <laughs> scared. I don't want to know about these backgrounds. I don't want to mess around with this. I can't believe people are being this bold. I'm so afraid that like my camera is on basically all day. That, or, actually, like, yeah, that plagues me too. I'll click a wrong button and I'll suddenly be in the middle of the frame in like a 20 person meeting. So I try to just click what I only I have to, but I respect the people that are like having fun with it, I guess, but I can't have fun on these things. It's too stressful. (laughs) Couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. Next thing and not worth the tea. (laughs) Unfortunately, Kate was the brave one who reported on that Imagine video that went around, (laughs) all the celebs singing with no background vocals. Um, (laughs) Imagine to try to lift the spirits of the public in this trying time. Didn't work. (laughs) I believe it did the opposite. And actually, since then, Kate, I have watched the video and you're just absolutely right. We'll have to talk about it off mic. Really tough. We don't want to repeat ourselves. <laughs> Absolutely tough. Um, but John Mayer, who loves to insert himself in things, said he was supposed to be in this Imagine video. And then he butchered Gal Gadot's name. He's like, Gal Gadot asked me to be in it. <laughs> and I recorded a video of myself singing. But, you know, the funny trickster guy was like, I actually sang Ariana Grande's Imagine which is a really great song in and of itself. <laughs> it is. And so he pieced together the video. You know, he did Gal Gadot and he did Kristen Wiig and then it kind of cuts to him singing this Ariana Grande song. First of all, he sounds absolutely incredible. He sounds great. <laughs> he said, And that's what sells me. Like everyone was like, you know, I roll John Mayer, just like trying to be funny, whatever. But he starts singing and I was just like, I can't help it. I'm, I, I just can't help but Plus, love like, him. Plus like it cuts from like the really earnest, really cringy, bad yes. singing of Gal Gadot and Kristen Wiig, especially Kristen Wiig. Yeah. <laughs> then to like John Mayer, who's like a performer and being funny and singing a yeah. good song. And it just and, the dichotomy of that is, it just really hits. them. You can see, then you're like, oh my God, none of these people were hitting any note at no. all. That's like on the register. Once you hear John Mayer, who was like the most beautiful voice of all time. <laughs> it was, it, I couldn't help but love it. Uh, but kind of John Mayer take a back seat for like yeah. one second. Um, the next thing that is not worth the tea to me. And I'm curious about your thoughts on this. So it was the office, the U.S. office's uh, 15 year anniversary this week. We actually had some really good content on The Ringer. You guys should check out on the website. We ranked the 50 best episodes of The Office. And then Allison Herman wrote a great piece that says how The Office became the internet's favorite show. Uh, both really well written. And I love, 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 love The Office. It's my favorite show. But the part that's not worth the tea to me is I'm kind of sad at how oversaturated this TV show has become. Um, There's this new book that's coming out by an author named Andy Green. He said, you know, it's the book titled The Office, The Untold Story of the Greatest Sitcom of the 2000s. We're still making headlines out of the show. Like Steve Carell, I guess, like way back when said that he didn't really want to leave when he did, blah, blah, blah. Like we're still churning out content about the show all the time. And it makes me sad and it's not worth the tea because I feel like the most unoriginal person in the entire (laughs) world for liking this show. When I was watching it, I was like, you know, cool and hip. And it was like the specific kind of humor. And now it's like the most basic girl thing to be like, ha yeah. It's like liking pizza, you know? <laughs> That's so true. It's almost so you're frowned saying, upon. You're saying that you liked The Office before it was cool. And all Listen, the other fans of The Office <laughs> have ruined it for you. 
everyone has that opinion. So it's hard for me to take it for myself. But like I had it uh, when I had a dating profile online, I had it. Right. And like I got shit on it for like a <laughs> lot, not by the people that would respond, but by my girlfriends being like, this is like, you know, there's like three basic things. Of, like right. it was basically a visco girl, but of like, whatever, like a millennial. That is so sucks. true. It's like you, it, you can't tell people your favorite show is The Office now. You just yeah. get roasted for it. Yeah. Exactly. I feel very basic. So anyway, I hope that it goes away maybe for like a decade and then it can be like revered again. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Last thing that's not worth the tea that is so freaking great. It was just breaking news today and I'm so happy I'm talking to you about it. Britney Spears thinks that she runs faster than Usain Bolt. Like, and we talk about this a lot recently, like <laughs> kind of tough to find celebrity news this week. I mean, at all in general, we got to sift through a lot to find anything. Last week, I reported Kaylee Cuoco loves coffee. Like this is what we're working with. But Britney Spears decided to gift me with this piece. Of this news. is like, so, it's like manna from the gods. Like it really just came down. It's the perfect tea time literally, topic. Like 30 minutes before we're set to record, this pops up and it's like, LOL, Britney Spears runs faster than Usain Bolt. I'm like, thank you, God. Like, thank you. I know you're up there. Okay. Britney Spears went on her Instagram, her grid, and said, ran my first five. Getting over your fear of pushing it in the beginning is key. Once I did that, I hit five. Usually I run six or seven. My first try was nine. And now I did it. Whoop, a hundred meter dash. So she posted a screenshot of her timer on her cell phone, and it's a number 5.97. And she's insinuating that she ran 100 meters in 5.97 seconds. And for those of you keeping track, in 2009, Usain Bolt set the world record (laughs) by running 100 meters in 9.58 seconds at the Berlin World Athletic Championship, which implies— That Britney Spears beat Usain Bolt's world record by a whopping five seconds. Is is Britney Spears the fastest human being on earth by a long shot? Yes. And you know what I love is everyone just fucking put this on their back. They're like, yeah, this like, yeah, we got to support her. She is the fastest like person that's ever lived. Someone quote tweeted it and was like, believe women. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) It's actually incredible. My brother runs track and they work so hard to shave like 0.001 seconds. But Britney Spears said, no, you know what? I'm just going to push it. As she said, she got over her fear of pushing it in the beginning. That's Usain Bolt's problem. That is his problem. It's all it's all mental. You know, it's a mind game. He can get over his fear of pushing it in the beginning. You know, she usually runs six or seven, which, by the way, is still faster than Usain Bolt. (laughs) And her first try was nine. Again, you faster than you see Bolt. So it's just, I feel really happy for her. She needs a win. And she being does. the fastest human being that's ever lived, I guess, is her is her shot at it. It feels like a natural progression of events for her. I'm just happy for her, honestly. Me like too. It's, I'm just really proud of her. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> okay, next category, we're bringing all the girls together for Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week. I feel like we've been interacting Ooh. a lot with you guys on Twitter. It's really fun. Just... <laughs> Dabbing my toe in. So tweet us at tea time underscore 33. We've got nothing but time. We're probably going to do a mailbag episode soon. If you have unanswerable questions, please tweet us. Okay, Kate, go ahead. All right. My unanswerable question is I've been seeing on Twitter, like a lot of people that I like know and just follow and like regular people have been doing virtual dates 
Uh Um, So my question is, how long would we have to be in isolation and how single would you have to be to go on a virtual date? Because these people are still on Tinder, still on Hinge, still on the apps. And then instead of going on dates, they're like meeting these people on Skype Uh and just like Skyping with people with no idea when they'll be able to see them in person. And I just I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I'm curious what you guys think about this. Amelia, you want to answer first? Uh, Sure. I mean, I guess the thing is. Uh, I just don't really care, you know, just in general. So I I mean, I this is interesting and I think maybe it could be I don't I mean, I I could see it like them making a Netflix series off of it, honestly. Totally. So like why Love not? Is blind? <laughs> yes. Literally, yes. I would actually watch it. So there's that. But I do think people are doing a lot of this virtual stuff. My parents mm-hmm. actually had a virtual dinner party with some friends the See, other that's night. That's so yeah. cute. I've done yeah. virtual game nights so far. I've done virtual yeah. like big happy hours. And I actually do have a friend who did a virtual first date on Skype. Oh. And I think it's actually a really nice introduction to someone because it's low stakes. You can't do anything. There's no True. awkward first kiss or fiddling with your keys or like ordering with a waiter. It's kind of blurry, which is I always love. You know, you can't <laughs> yeah, exactly, like a natural you know, love, filter. <laughs> you know, I love dim lighting for first couple of dates. Um, so it's kind of like nature's dim lighting. But I'm so shy. I think it would take I would have to be in isolation for God knows how, like maybe a half a year. Okay. But everyone on the internet wants some. So it makes sense that everyone's <laughs> going to virtual date. Yeah. I at first was like, absolutely not. Yeah. But actually, it is kind of an ideal middle ground. You know, it's yeah, more personal saying. than texting. It's more personal than just calling. True. You don't have mm-hmm. any pressure, really, because right. it's like, we don't know when we're going to actually be able to meet. So right. like, what's the rush? You know, and true. You have true. the biggest icebreaker of all time, which is that there's a global pandemic happening right. outside <laughs> all of our windows. So if it ever lulls, you're like, oh, my God, like this coronavirus. Really crazy. Right. Like, <laughs> no, this is true. Something that's bonding literally every human on the planet. You can't you're right. ask for I think a bigger this, icebreaker. Yeah, this could work. So, Kate, are you going to go on a virtual date? Have I convinced I'm, you? I'm not. But, okay. um, <laughs> you know, I could. Okay. Uh, ask me okay. in six months. Okay, got it. <laughs> My unanswerable question for you two is, what food do you love or need so much that you would be willing to meet a complete stranger in a high school parking lot in the Valley for? Because Chrissy Teigen's answer is romaine lettuce. That's it. She went to Twitter this week and was like, I will make banana bread for anyone that has romaine lettuce. The trade will be made six feet apart and we will place the goods on the floor. No funny business. And this guy, this comedian, Chris Clemens, answered the call, posted a photo of him with romaine lettuce. They, long story short, met in Harvard Westlake's high school parking lot, exchanged goods. And I can't think of any food I need so badly in this quarantine that I would do that for. Do you guys? Well, I was just telling... Liz and Amelia off mic that my parents just got me Culver's, which is the first Mm -hmm. time I've probably had that in like two years. And previously, the only like sweet food in my house has been like the frozen chocolate chips in my parents' freezer. They've let Mm -hmm. me down on the snack front in so many ways for the past two weeks. So I would have done it for some sort of sweet snack food. um, You would have met a complete stranger on Twitter in an Indiana high school parking lot. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Okay. Okay. What else I got going on? (laughs) Amelia? I feel that. I feel that. Um, Honestly, 
I don't pizza. I guess. I mean, honestly, I'm <laughs> willing. Whatever. Pizza, I though. guess you know. What? I'm willing to do it. You know, I've got nothing else going on, right. so why not? It's I not guess the middle of the true. night, Liz. Maybe I know. Maybe I'm just too scared of people. I guess you're <laughs> right. It's you have to stay six feet apart for everyone's health, so it's like that's kind of low stakes. And then I guess in these times, everyone is a little bit more re- like united than usual. So I should have a bit more faith in humanity. Right. No one wants to attack you. Like they're going to catch it from you. I went on a walk in my neighborhood the other day and everyone was like avoiding each other so hard. <laughs> like nobody's <That's> great. <laughs> you're fine. You can get romaine lettuce okay. in a parking lot. Although that's not a good enough food in my opinion. I know. Maybe after I get yeah, into polls, I'll get into Twitter just like asking for food. Okay. <laughs> Last one, Amelia. Okay. So we talked about this before and just to expand on the whole whew, Tiger King saga which we I want Kate to watch and Kaya. So <laughs> do it. Bother them, you guys, on Twitter. Okay, so what crazy true crime story do you think Netflix will investigate next? You know, this comes after, obviously, Tiger King, but we've mm-hmm. got Evil Genius was huge. Making a Murderer was huge. They have a bunch of stuff that I just am obsessed with, and they're all really interesting and crazy. Okay, I think my answer would be I want to stop knowing about murder. Okay. Um, <laughs> And I want to stop knowing about like really grisly, awful things that are like cold cases that like have some kind of evidence, but no real end to it because sure. that makes me feel scared. But I like Tiger King because I had no idea that that part of the world even existed. So, and that did have murder, but just a little bit. It wasn't like the main plot point. Tasteful That's murder. True. Tasteful murder scattered throughout, which is fine. I know you got to hook in the viewers. But yeah, I want to know about a really bizarre, like underground, I don't know what, like ant farm situation or something like truly like very niche corner of the world. I like that. Kate? You know, I'm not that into true crime in general, but I could do like, I want like a Varsity Blues deep dive. You know, it's kind of harmless. It's like just scandalous enough. It won't depress me. I want to see like live footage of William H. Macy like walking out of that building with the balloons. Mm. I want like a deep dive into that that basically is just like these people are idiots, but like doesn't depress me. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I love that. Um, I would have to say The Kids of Sarah Lawrence. Have you guys read that? Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Damn, Amelia Dark. I know. I'm sorry. So <laughs> that does All right. that does grab viewers, I suppose. It's true. Yeah. yeah. People so love that stuff. That's your number one pick? I think so, yeah. Wow. Wow. I need them to do it now that I'm not with my roommate right now because she loves watching those true crime things like really Mm -hmm. late at night, really loudly. And so I like go to sleep hearing the like super dark documentaries <laughs> through the wall and then I like have God knows what kind of nightmares. So if yeah. Netflix is going to keep releasing these things, I know she's watching Tiger King right now. Like do it all right now while I'm not currently living with my roommate. Yeah. Or how about making a Netflix documentary about fucking butterflies or something like that. Something <laughs> yeah. cool. Something about how otters fall asleep in each other's arms every single night. <laughs> how about that? Please. Okay, thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of Tea Time. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. <laughs>